Hey Zoe, this is my voice memo. I'm trying to get the video set up so you'll hear me kind of count down to where you can cut this off and you can hear my snot. I had COVID 87 times. Hey church family, I hope you're well. Today is Thursday, I believe it's the 27th, one day removed from our 10 year anniversary. Thank you to everyone who came last night. I'm a bit weary, a bit tired, but really proud of everyone that came and shared. Um, and so today I wanna to talk to you about the prayer of indifference for a little bit, and then I'm gonna give you the opportunity, I'll kind of lead you through the prayer for indifference. And I actually had a great conversation with a friend who doesn't go to our church and happened to watch our Psalm 62 prayer of silence before God and was just encouraged by it. So this is for really our church family. And then if there's others that watch this, um, man, hopefully this is an encouragement to you. So like I said, today we're talking about the prayer for indifference. There comes a time in every person's spiritual life where they're following Jesus when they have to come to a place where they're saying, God, not my will, but your will be done. Christ is our example. He showed his disciples that. He shows us that in the scriptures, where before the cross and the garden, he's like, I don't want to do this. And so for us as a church, as we consider the options for what we ought to do, what Christ is doing in our midst, what I'm hoping happens is that we all individually come to a place of indifference where we are indifferent to anything but God's will for our church and for our individual families. And I just want to say that this is not easy. It took Jesus some time. I mean, it took him sweating blood to get through it. And so it also takes God himself. Like we're actually asking him to do what only he can do in our lives which is make us indifferent. So I ask you this question right now, after last night, after all the processing we've done, how many of you are actually indifferent? Like you're like, Jesus, I don't care. Whatever you want, I'll do. How many of you are indifferent? Because what we don't want is a tug of war between human ideas, like my idea versus your idea versus another person's idea, or what Joe Blogger says about how churches should end or merge or close or any of that stuff. We're actually after the very mind of Christ. We really believe that Jesus can speak to us together. So, indifference is something that God does in us, and it's not something that we make happen. We just present ourselves so that he can work within us. And so, today and tomorrow night, we can enter into this question of discernment and like, what is Christ doing in our church? We can enter into it honestly and openly, with our opinions and with our ideas. My hope is somehow, as I get so close to you on this camera, that on Friday we're coming with greater indifference. After we've heard the opinions from last night, uh, hearing what God is doing, we come to a place of indifference for Friday, for this weekend, so that we're in a better position to be led by our resurrected King. So, just in Matthew, Matthew 26, I want you to point out two things. Number one, it took him three different times of praying to the Father. Father, 
if it's possible, let this go, this cup come away from me. If not, my will doesn't need to be done. Your will only. And then at the end of it, I think it's uh, 20, Matthew 26, um, 49, Jesus has settled. He's come to the place of indifference. He's accepted what he's got to do, what he's got to face. And he tells the guys, rise, let's be going. And so for us as a church, we are in the go discern part. We're discerning together God's actual presence in our lives and what he's doing in our church. And by God's good grace, we're going to come to the place where we're like, all right, unity and peace, rise. Let's go do what he said. So in all of these listening prayers, you know, the online ones in particular, I want you to feel free to push pause. Get out your journal. Listen. Write. Take moments to breathe. Pay attention to your heart. There's nothing in life that can happen so instantly like it does on the metaverse or whatever the this thing is. So take a moment, wherever you're at, get settled, clear your space, silence the notifications, and take a few deep breaths. In through the nose and out through the mouth. With those in-breaths, just Jesus, Son of David, with the out-breaths, have mercy on me. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Take a moment to notice your body. Notice where you're feeling stress or tension or lightness. And again, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And if you're comfortable, put your hand on your heart. I'm going to pray a prayer and then give you some cues for listening, for journaling, for responding. Christ, as a church family, we present to you these three options. And as Anthony said, that rogue fourth option last night that we may not know of. We present these options to you. And as I do, I come to be silent before you. Christ, help me, help us notice where our own preconceived notions of what we ought to do or what you should do or what I should do, my family should do, is getting in the way of hearing you and seeing your activity. Christ, would you help me, would you help our church family desire your will above all else? So here's a place where you can just push pause, just listen and journal and ask for his help. Christ, would you come make me indifferent? Would you come make us indifferent? Now after that prayer request, here's where I want you to take a moment to journal and to listen. Ask yourself this question. What needs to die in me in order for the will of God to find room in my life and for the will of God to find room in our church? What needs to die in me in order for the will of God to find room in my life and in our church? Again, feel free to push pause and just take a moment to write, to think, to envision what he might be saying to you and to us.
And after you push pause, I'll be back for one more question. That final question is this. What do I need to let go of in order to receive a new gift of God for myself, for my family, and for my church? This is where it gets real. What do I need to let go of in order to receive a new gift of God for myself, for my family, and for our church? So take a moment, ask Christ that question, ponder your heart. Don't judge it, just say that's where you're at. Take a moment, write, and listen. So thank you for being willing to fast, to pray, to share, to take those risks. And again, I just want to point out that Ruth Haley Barton's book on this has been wonderful. I believe the official title is um, following, uh, discerning God's will together, doing God's will together. But Ruth Haley Barton has been um, just a wonderful help to me and a guide. So love you all. Hopefully I'll see you Friday. Please keep praying. If not, see you Sunday. Smash that like button. See you guys.